So it was really great to talk to Lodi Nada in uh, in Tanzania. You know, he came with the uh, Water Boys to do Conquering Kili, uh, which means we're going to climb Kilimanjaro, which is a twenty thousand foot mountain, and he is the largest. I'm going to make this unofficially um, law. I need to get in, in in touch with the Guinness Book of World Records, but he's the largest man to ever summit Kilimanjaro, a solid three forty. Uh, shout out to dudes who wheelbarrowed him down. He was so exhausted. And shout out to me for pushing his big ass up the mountain. What I got in return was a great, great interview uh, with a guy who doesn't do a lot of interviews, one of the best teammates I ever had, one of the most humble, gentle giants that I played with and a great football player. Retired on top of Kelly, talked to me when he got down. So hope you enjoy this interview with Hello Dinata. So we're here at sea level now, thankfully. Um, but we're not out of the woods yet because we're at the uh, emergency assembly point. I have no clue what the hell they do here. But the emergency today to me is that Haloti Nada has recently retired from the NFL officially. One of my favorite players I've played with. I think it's a tragedy we don't have you in the league anymore, but here you are, you're now, you're now unemployed. Uh, how did that feel to get to the top and just say, uh, I'm done with this? <laughs> Honestly, it was really emotional, a really emotional time. Um, being up there, first getting up there, I mean, thanks to you and our guide leader um, pushing me up, <laughs> literally. <laughs> we had a time up there. But uh, yeah, it was really emotional, man. I just started thinking about my career and um, what I kind of accomplished, and um, I just couldn't think of a better way to announce my retirement. That's the yeah. biggest way I've seen anybody do it. And and to me, like, that challenge for people that don't know, getting up that mountain is really hard, whether you've done it before or not. Yeah. And we, we were joking, you and Bo were trying to compete to see who would break the record to be the biggest yeah. dude to ever summit. I think you win, because Bo got down, he had lost a bunch of weight. Yeah. Um, it was a grind. I mean, it was a grind for all of us. What's going through your head once you get over the rim at 18 and a half thousand feet and you got another, you think you're there, it's yeah. like a false summit, and you got another thousand. When we got to that, that what was that point Gilman's. called? Gilman's, Gilman's point, yeah. Uh, and they said that, oh, we still got another thousand feet to go. I'm like- Hour and a half. Yeah, hour and a half. I'm like, that was like a slap in the face. Yeah, like, <laughs> a punch I in the was face. like, what, we still got another hour and a half to go, which took me a lot longer. <laughs> But um, yeah, it was a slap of face, and one of the toughest things I've ever, I've ever done in my life. Yeah. I've never done something um, this mentally, physically, uh, spiritually tough. Like it's just like everything. It just tested everything in my my body and. Because um, it's just, monotonous. Yeah. We're used it, to doing something where the play is three to yeah. five seconds. You got a quarter. You know when the quarter's over. Yep. The time. offense can get the ball. It feels like you're on a never-ending drive and all your subs are hurt. And, yes. And, like. You have to stay in. Yes. <laughs> so the remarkable thing for me was, like, everybody moves slow, but a lot of people take breaks. And um, you were struggling. I was struggling. Like. People are having a hard time, but you never stopped. And I think a lot of it had to do with what was in your backpack for both of us. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I was like, I couldn't stop. There's no way um, I'm gonna bring a flag up to announce my retirement and not make it all the way. Flag would just sit. I mean, you have to just like. I'd have to play another year. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
I wasn't stopping and, and thankful for you and and our guy Orca. that Orca legend. I would have never made it up without you guys and wow. it's just uh it's I was so emotional and so like excited, happy and I don't know, so many things just hit me all at once when I when I threw that flag up there. Well, I cry every time I get to the top for a different reason. Yeah, yeah. With somebody different. Like, um, and f you were the dude this year that I was like, I just really want to see this guy get to the top because, you know, and, and universally respected as a teammate, as a player, uh, as somebody who had an amazing career, somebody who I think has a shot at Canton. I know you joke that you're like, well, <laughs> I'm going to be dead, you know, yeah, my, yeah. my ghost is going to have to come back. But... I think um, it's been an amazing run. And you talk about what goes into retirement. We talk about it all the time. It's a really tough balance to strike. Like, you want to play as long as you can, but you don't want to get hurt and go out that way. You got hurt in Detroit yep. the year before. You come to Philly. What goes into that, that process for you? Yeah, so I got hurt my last year in Detroit, uh, week five. Tore my bicep, season-ending injury, had surgery. Um, and there was like, and I was actually planning on having retiring after that season. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to retire um, my, after my career just on season in the end yeah. or on IR. So I was like, I'm going to sign another year deal yeah. somewhere and hopefully with a team that I can go to playoffs with and compete and ended up in Philadelphia. And we had a great year, but, you know. Yeah. It was fun. I mean, we yeah. we were a couple plays away, yeah. uh, and I really felt like we were. You made a good decision, and you were a big part of our D line. So, um, uh, kudos to you for finishing on your terms. Because yeah. I think a lot of people don't get to do that, mm -hmm. and I think that's maybe why some people struggle after ball. I mean, it's going to be a challenge for all of us. But um, you know, talking about your career, the thing I'll always remember you as in my book, even with four or five Pro Bowls, as the most underrated part of that defense in Baltimore. You know, who were some of your favorite players to play with? And who was maybe somebody who you felt never got the credit in that Yeah, game? so Terrell Suggs, I love playing with that guy. Oh, I mean, that guy is amazing, he's fun, um, keeps everything loose and relaxed. And we got Ray Lewis, you got Ed Reed. <clears throat> Those guys are your leaders that are gonna, you know, do all the right things. Um, they'll gamble a little bit and do their thing. Um, but the, I think a lot of guys that, that don't realize that are un, is underrated players, Jarrett Johnson. Love him. That's one of my favorite players. I love to play with him. Favorite guys. Um, but there's so many guys on that defense that were so awesome. Um, Chris McAllister, Trevor Price, we had him come through. Kelly Gregg. Um, so all these guys are just, you know, I learned and molded myself with those guys. Yeah. And, and it helped. Our defense was just so awesome and it's, fun. It's amazing to me that somebody like a Trevor Price could get lost in yeah. a defense like that with the career he had. That, that's crazy. Um, and that just speaks to kind of the quality of that team, which, of course, it culminated in that Super Bowl, which I believe was in New Orleans. Yep, in New Orleans. Um, because I went for the parties. And then <laughs> when I was in St. Louis, we never, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, were actually playing in those games in the new year but uh I, I was watching that game at home and i think one of one of the crazy it was an amazing game it was one mm -hmm. of the most entertaining super bowls to me in the past decade and uh one thing that stood out to me is really crazy was that blackout at, yeah. uh, at halftime and you know how when you go into a super bowl if you've never been there you're like holy shit halftime's how long yeah or like the exactly. flow of the game the flow of the week is bigger than even the, the <clears> opponent <throat> How do you guys rebound? How did that go down behind the scenes? Dude, we almost lost the game yeah. because of that blackout. So the blackout happened in the third quarter, and we're sitting there for like literally 30 more minutes, yeah. just like out there on the field, waiting for the lights to get the turn back on. And we like lost our momentum. Yeah. Like we were, we were just 
defensively getting off the field, offense was scoring points. We were scoring points on special teams, yeah. and like we were just like on fire. And that that blackout kind of just took it off, and the you know the fire was gone, and San Francisco was coming back. And yeah, what did you guys think when the lights first came out? Were people like, "Holy shit!" Or was it like, "Is something wrong?" Yeah, like I thought there was something wrong. Like yeah. something happened that's going on around the building. Yeah. Like somebody must have like did a fire, or yeah. you know did something to cut off power somehow, but it was, uh, yeah, we were worried. I was worried a little bit, and then they were like, oh no, they're just gotta figure out how to turn the power on, which was weird to me, like you know, multi-million dollar yeah. business company that can't have power, it's kind of crazy. How did, how did it feel to come out on the other side of that? Best thing. I mean, I, for me, it's like, I watched the Super Bowl with my dad when I was a kid all the time, and that's the only time I watched TV on Sundays. And I think, like, thinking my first Super Bowl, I was going to go, like, oh, this is all about me. Like, I, this is what I've always wanted. And then right when we won, all I could think about was my family. Family. Like, my brothers, sisters, yeah. my wife, my boys. I just wanted to find my kids. I kid. just wanted to find my kids, to uh -huh. find my wife. That's all about my family. That's uh -huh. all I thought about. I was like, oh, my gosh, I did it for them. Yeah. It wasn't about me. It was about just do something from family. So that's all, like, all I felt. It makes you thankful that, you know, you, you have some time in the league to gain perspective before you do it. I yeah. mean, there's never a bad time to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, But, like, is. for me included, you know, waiting a long time was better than winning early. You know, when I talked to my pops yeah. back in the day, he won, like, his second or third year. And they, they kind of took it for granted. Mm -hmm. And he always told me that he thought, you know, we'll be back. Yeah. We'll be back. But it's not the way it works. Yeah. I mean, you look at, like, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Drew Brees. Mm -hmm. It's been a decade. Yeah. I mean, and to me, he's like a, he's a machine. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and the closest he got was like this year. I thought that, you know, if we, yeah. if we didn't go, I thought they were the team. Um, but I mean, it just goes to show you, you can't take it for granted. Later in the career is even better for perspective. Even better, even um, better. I think it's way better. Uh, Cause you realize all the stuff you worked so hard to get yeah. there, how hard it took you. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think, yeah, you're right. When you're young, you can definitely take it for, or you can take advantage of it. Like, Getting to the Super Bowl, it's, yeah. you never know how often you can get there. What's the best game you ever played? Like individually? Yeah, and you can't say St. Louis Rams when you scored a touchdown and <laughs> high step in the end zone. I mean, like, uh, I, I, I was, yeah. 2011, we were terrible. This is a fumble recovery. I mean, I, forget, I think Ray Lewis hit the ball out of uh, Sam Bradford's hand. And, yeah, it and happened a lot. We didn't have an old yeah. line. Um, we jump started Torrey Smith's career. He had yeah, three touchdowns did. in the first half. But was there a game that stood out to you in your whole career that you're like, man, I remember that or a play? Mm, I guess it would be the Steelers. A Steelers game where um, I got through the line real fast and made uh, Mendenhall fumble the ball, mm -hmm. hit him real good, got a fumble recovery. And then our next see our next um, sit series that we went in, um, I tipped the ball. Ray Lewis intercepted it. So like, it was like for right there we had like 14 points right. turnaround from like two plays I, right. I just did. And so it was like I love playing against the Steelers. Yeah, always great to play against the Steelers. I like watching I those love, games. Yeah, those watching. games are the best. I loved them. So so switching gears, you you know obviously you know um, Tongan and I asked you who your favorite Tongan player in history was and 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 uh with a lot of great athletes yeah. uh and you looked at me you said football i said well what are, what are we, like the nba and you were like well what about rugby yeah yeah so first who is your favorite tongan football player and why didn't you play rugby so yeah football player vice Sekahema. Mm -hmm. you know he played for the eagles mm -hmm. um and it's kind of weird because like 
he's like one of the first Tongan players to ever play football, I mean, in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So, um, of course, you know, a lot of Tongans look up to him. Um, the only weird thing about it is that like, he was a skilled position skill player. Skilled position guy. Usually Polynesians are all, are all, all linemen, D linemen. Butt kickers. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that was the only weird thing about it. But, uh, like, other than that, he's just like a, a pioneer yeah. of our culture and, um, you know, making it to the NFL. What's that culture it's huge. mean to you? It's huge. I mean, we're just, we're big, family oriented, very, um, there's like a hierarchy in our culture where we always respect our elders and, um, you know, the people that came before us. So it's, it's, it's really, um, you know, made me who I am, like just the culture, um, the warrior spirit, you know, the fire and passion, um, all comes from like my culture, but, um, well, it seems it's like just, if you if you give respect, you get it, and you get a ton of respect. Yeah, and yeah. We respect our elders <laughs> when Big H walks in the locker room. So you mentioned rugby. I think you would have been – I mean, I, I think it would have been unfair. <laughs> Why didn't you – Yeah, rugby. So, yeah, rugby is – I love rugby. Rugby is my favorite sport. I love playing it because um, everybody – anybody gets to run the ball, yeah. you know, no matter what size you are. And it's just um, – they never had scholarships back when I was younger um, to go to school and – um, they do now. It's getting bigger and bigger in America, but um, yeah, they just didn't offer any schooling. There's a, and I couldn't pay for school. My family couldn't. Yeah. So uh, I had to stick with football scholarship and go the, that route. And um, but rugby, yeah, I would have loved to play rugby. It would have been amazing. Well, I think there's a lot of rugby players that are happy you went a different direction, <laughs> and, and you had, um, in my opinion, a, just an unbelievable career. Somebody I'm really proud to call a teammate and a friend. Um, and I'm really proud to say that I was there the day you yeah. got to the top. So I appreciate you, and I appreciate yeah. you being on this trip, man. No, so. Thanks for having me. I couldn't, you know, everything you've done for me, um, the all you do for Africa, the water boys, and it's amazing. You know, like I, I have my own foundation, and you know, looking at what you're doing, and um, just makes me want to continue to do work, you know, good work around the, you know, the community, Thank the you. country. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you. Thanks, you know, like having you. Literally pushed me up the mountain and made me cry a little bit. I don't know. I was crying. I, I didn't want to show. I didn't want to show. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to show. Yeah, Murph and, yeah. and Murph too. And, and we were but, all crying. But, yeah. But I'm glad we made it. And now it's transition time. Yeah. What's next? And and what are you gonna do with your foundation in the future? Yeah. So my foundation is edu education based. I failed the ACT test yeah. multiple times. So we create this free class for students. And um, but yeah, that's what I'll kind of be doing. Just uh, trying to get a lot of these kids to continue their education. Um, and I'll just be raising my kids. You'll be skiing. And I'll be snowboarding, yeah. You're snowboarding. Yeah. Which, if I see you coming down the slopes, I'm getting out of the way. No, people think, uh, yeah, they, they, yeah. I, I'm really, uh, I can maneuver around, so. Okay. Well, you yeah, are a big see. athlete. Yeah. If you see Haloti in Park City, just get out of the way. I would advise it. But, uh, man, congratulations on a great career. Yeah, Thanks thank for being you. here, bro. Appreciate it. Love, Love you, bro. You, man. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah. So that was a great convo. Again, you know, the heaviest man unofficially to ever summit. Uh, probably the heaviest man at that altitude of all time. To ever summit, Kilimanjaro for sure. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. Elodi Nada, it was great to have him. And I was really, really happy. I'm happy whenever I see any of my buddies get to the top of that mountain. But when somebody's able to retire, uh, you know, getting up to the top, busting that flag out, calling it quits.